Welcome everyone to another Becker's Healthcare podcast. I'm Ryan Mohammed with Becker's Healthcare. I'm thrilled to have with me today, Dr. David Duffy, Vice President of Women's and Children's Service Line at OSF Healthcare. Dr. Duffy, it's so nice to talk with you today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me this morning. Yes, I'm very excited to talk to you. And to begin, would you mind introducing yourself and telling us a bit about your background? Sure. Well, I am a pediatrician by training. I uh, uh, graduated from Boeing University and did residency uh, training in pediatrics at MSU EW Sparrow Hospital. And I've had a, a, a lot of diverse experience uh, in the past um, from uh, working uh, across the continuum of care. So I started in a private practice um, and uh, helped uh, develop a physician organization and a, a physician hospital organization back in the mid-90s and uh, um, had leadership positions in both of those and then full administrative responsibility for the quality, safety, credentialing, and pair contracting for uh, that particular organization. And then really um, was invited to build the pediatric hospitalist program at Helen DeVos Children's Hospital in Grand Rapids, uh, uh, part of uh, what is now Corwell. Had various leadership roles in the hospital and in uh, uh, the Spectrum Health Medical Group um, as a division chief and had a little stint as an IT director as we went live on CPOE and uh, was the chair and and uh, medical director of quality, safety, and clinical innovation for the medical group. I was offered uh, uh, then an opportunity to serve as a CMO for a, a, a Metro Health Hospital in Grand Rapids, now part of uh, Michigan Medical West, um, and then ventured out west uh, uh, for a few years as a, a VP and a medical director of a large multi-specialty group in uh, uh, Oregon. and. Uh, to be closer to family and, and uh, grandchildren, we moved back to the Midwest uh, and looked for an organization that was really mission-driven and had strong uh, collaborative culture and investing in durable um, kind of solutions to better serve communities, families, and patients and improving health. And so I ended up at OSF Health Care. Um, it's really fit uh, the bill. Uh, it's been around for about 150 years. and. Uh, has been a steady and calm presence uh, led by a group of sisters. Uh, it is an organization that's made up of 15 hospitals, almost uh, 1,800 clinicians, and 24,000 mission partners, serving parts of um, the north central Illinois uh, region and in one uh, spot in Escanaba. And so for the past three and a half years, in the past two years, I've actually uh, I've been with OSF in the last two years in a current position as a VP in, in uh, the Women and Children's Service Line. Perfect, perfect. I'm so glad that she was able to find a company that she fit really well in. And with all your years of experience and what you're doing now, what issues are you spending most of your time on today, would you say? Well, you know, uh, this winter, we've really been dealing a lot with the pediatric surge. So um, Illinois, not like, unlike uh, other states across the country, have been dealing with respiratory season that's been brutal, um, uh, actually. And so the Children's Hospital, OSF Children's Hospital of Illinois, uh, has um, put together a task force to, to be able to address these issues. Uh, we're seeing a little lull right now in that 
uh, at least we're uh, uh, breathing. But um, even our uh, small hospital in Escanaba, uh, Michigan, had uh, uh, the state okay some uh, uh, emergency beds for pediatric patients to care for those kids uh, there. And so um, what that has done for us in the service line area is to ensure that those uh, outline hospitals and uh, clinics, EDs uh, across the the region feel comfortable with uh, caring for kids who are holding in their EDs or perhaps caring for kids that they would otherwise feel uncomfortable doing in respiratory things. So we've uh, really worked hard at uh, just-in-time education and skills refreshers necessary for uh, those kids to receive appropriate care until they're able to come to the children's hospital. And so that's that's been uh, part of uh, what we've been doing on the children's side of the, the service line for, for this year. You know, um, I think uh, obstetrics has just elevated to one of the hardest to recruit uh, specialties in the U.S. when you start talking to a lot of recruitment firms. Uh, Illinois is struggling with closures of uh, some birthing areas and uh, and we're not immune to those types of changes right so we're looking at how we best provide obstetric services across uh, the ministry and uh, to the larger geographic areas that we we serve how do we provide that prenatal care how do we best uh, utilize our birthing centers to make sure patients are are well cared for and are, are safe, and how do we coordinate that in a in a particular way? So, we're doing a little reinventing of ourselves from a, an obstetric uh, and MFM uh, perspective as well, and so uh, a lot of work in in that particular area. And then, of course, women's health is is more than just the birthing uh, <laughs> portion of it. There's a whole vast array of other screenings and services that uh, you know you need as a a woman in uh, the various seasons of life. And so we're looking to uh, coordinate those a little better from a ministry-wide perspective. But the two big things today really have been looking at respiratory volumes and um, looking at how we um, provide uh, obstetric services. Ashley, thank you so much for that information. And you kind of talked about a little bit in terms of growth and what you want to do um, in your sector, but how are you thinking about investments and growth in the next two to three years or so, would you say? Right. Well, I I, I think really uh, as we start to look at areas of opportunity, our service line, you know, we really partner with um, OSF uh, Children's Hospital Illinois, of course, and uh, the University of Illinois College of Osteo- or College of Medicine in Peoria. Uh, we also really partner with pediatric providers and others uh, to develop care guidelines to be used uh, to reduce variation in care and how we connect better and provide services to folks in a rural area. The interesting thing about our children's portion of the service line is that we're relatively rural and patients have to travel a long ways. So we're really working to address some of the inequities that are caused by the large distances and the lack of access to some of the subspecialty care for pediatrics, as well as some of that for uh, maternal fetal medicine. And so how do we leverage technology to help us with those 
types of connections? How do we provide those services just in time and in real time for patients to minimize the amount of travel that's necessary to to be supported for those patients? Um, You know, uh, if we just think about uh, some of the developmentally uh, uh, challenged or cognitively delayed uh, uh, folks or the complex uh, patients who um, uh, have lots of uh, medical need uh, and uh, where they're located across. um, These are areas that we have a struggle in getting the provider resource to be able to give those services and that support to families. And so how do we partner better with with other systems, other uh, pediatricians? How do we create the, the the resources that we can wrap around those patients and, and uh, provide them great care? And so we're looking at how we really put that um, or, or make that kind of uh, care available across the central uh, North Central Illinois uh, area and uh, up into Escanaba. So uh, one area of growth is to just expand our presence and make it much easier for folks to access um, our specialty services. Uh, the other is to continue at our children's hospital to develop uh, complex care abilities uh, in different disciplines that uh, coordinate and uh, help us uh, maintain the, the the type of service that we can provide in, in some of our high volume specialties. Wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And before I let you go, Dr. The last thing I want to ask you about is what are you most excited about right now? And obviously you mentioned a lot of good things that are happening right now and that you're working with. Um, but is there anything in particular that you're just really excited about right now, whether it's something you're working on or something in the healthcare field? Yeah, I think it's really how we how we provide that care, right? So care models have to change a little bit, you know, and and we've we've faced that real time. We have several outreach clinics that we do in a variety of areas, but uh, the types of services that we can provide there are somewhat limited. And so, how do we expand that? How do we how do we help with that? Uh, how do we address needs? You know, I guess one of the ways to to answer that is that. When I was back in private practice, I always felt I was doing a great job and and could pat myself on the back when I walked out of the exam room saying that we really addressed the needs of that patient and family at that particular time. But, you know, uh, patients don't spend, uh, uh, they don't live life in your office uh, or in the hospital. And so um, how do we help with the needs as they arise in the environments where kids and families are? Um, and uh, make those services uh, uh, available so that they feel partnered, cared for, and safe. And uh, that means that we've got to think a little differently about uh, some of the ways we've delivered care. Um, And uh, uh, with uh, the advances in technology and what we can do in different ways and how we could monitor patients and how we could coordinate visits um, with a variety of folks and uh, uh, a virtual setting or be able to uh, assist in providing uh, care uh, at uh, other facilities when there are questions uh, that maybe arise uh, with a consultation of uh, specialists or pediatric uh, trained folks. Those are the types of things that, um, you know, we, we need to continue to explore. So I, I, I really uh, am excited about that. Uh, we've done some home monitoring for uh, this RSV season. Uh, we're uh, 
um, looking at how we uh, expand that a bit more. Um, it's been uh, successful and, and well-received. And uh, I, I, I am hopeful um, that as we start to to make this more accessible, that we can um, start to uh, re-improve um, things like immunization rates that have fallen off uh, during this COVID time. You know, um, this year the CDC reported almost uh, twice uh, the number of cases of measles uh, in the in the in the U.S. And so, our 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 vaccine hesitancy has uh, been a problem. And I'm hopeful and excited that as we address this differently with the thought towards new ways to uh, deliver care that we can be more innovative in how we've delivered things like vaccines or some of the routine cares or address some of the social determinants of health in ways that become more meaningful for patients and improve our outcomes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for those final thoughts, Dr. Duffy. That is all I have for today. This has been an amazing discussion. I want to thank you again for coming on Becker Self-Care, and I look forward to connecting, connecting with you again soon. Thank you so much.